Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me for today's podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review. This podcast is designed to help open your awareness to the truth of who you are, a limitless being. You are worthy and deserving of an abundant and prosperous life. It's time to peel back the false beliefs and live the life you dream about. For additional resources or to contact me directly, please visit my website, heatherhakes.com. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 417. In today's podcast, I am sharing with you behind the scenes what it's really like to run the 4x4x48 challenge from David Goggins. More importantly, I'm sharing with you how you can get through any perceived obstacle in life because truly mindset is everything. Welcome to today's interview. Today we are talking about a mental toughness challenge and endurance event. I actually drug my friend Andy Schneider into doing this event with me, so I'll introduce him in just a second. But we're going to share with you our experience from doing David Goggins' 4 by 4 by 48 challenge. So Andy, welcome. Thanks for joining me. Hi, Heather. How are you? Good. All right, let's give a little background. Number one, I met Andy years ago. I was in high school. We met at the gym. That's back when I lived in Kentucky. So I've literally known you for two decades. Uh, We used to work out together. But the reason I asked you to join me is because I know you've done other endurance and running events. So if you could give listeners a little background, where do you live and what do you do? Sure. Uh, I live in Edgewood, Kentucky now. Um, I am a superintendent for a general contractor. And something I asked you before we started recording was, well, one, I wanted to know when you did your first endurance event, because I think it's important for people to realize we didn't like, this wasn't a couch to 48 miles. We both have years of running and and doing different experiences. You've done way more crazy things like full Ironmans. And so I definitely want to talk about that, why we do what we do, but First, let me just explain. So David Goggins four by four by 48 challenge is to run four miles every four hours for 48 hours, a total of 48 miles. And I remember when I first came across this last fall, which I'm pretty sure I sent it to you. Hey, have you ever heard of this? And I, and I just read it and I was like, it can't be that hard four miles every four hours. And, um, I, I will say my experience of actually doing it was totally different than my it was a little bit humbling. But when I reached out to you last week, literally last Thursday, I reached out. I was like, hey, Andy, do you want to do this with me tomorrow? I'm going to start Friday night at 6 p.m. Mountain. And Andy was running on East Coast. So if I was at 6 p.m., he started at 8 p.m. When I reached out to you on Thursday, hey, do you want to do this with me tomorrow? Why did you say yes? Pardon the interruption. If this content is resonating with you, please be sure to leave a five-star review. I want to offer you some additional resources. Visit my website, heatherhakes.com and sign up for my free video training on how to reprogram your subconscious mind. Again, visit my website, heatherhakes.com. I've also created a self-study course all about mindset and manifesting. You can find this on my website, heatherhakes.com forward slash course. Finally, if you are ready to deep dive and really transform your life, 
I offer one-on-one coaching. I will help you create clarity and a roadmap so you can live the life you dream about. Best part? Everything I teach, you can start implementing right now. To learn more and schedule your free discovery call, visit heatherhakes.com forward slash coaching. Now, back to regular programming. Um, it's a good question. I think, one, I figured if you were reaching out to me, it means you had no one there doing it with you. And I couldn't let you do it alone. <laughs> no friend lets another one do some stupid challenge by themselves. And two, um, I'm always up for a good endurance slash mental challenge. And that's where I've kind of been the last couple of months. The last endurance event I did was back in 2019. I ran a marathon, did a triathlon and a tough mutter. And since then I haven't, I sure I'm active and I go to the gym, but I've been craving an endurance challenge. I, I just, I think runners, we just, we're a different breed, right? I would say the majority of people hate running where I think you and I, it's like our moving meditation. It's something I enjoy. I've been doing it since I was a very young girl. I think at least eight years old, I would just go out for a run. So I understand we're a different breed, but I think it's also that we love the mental toughness, the discipline, the, I want to see what I'm capable of. Is that fair? Yeah. um, For me, I feel like, you know, some people, want to go to a bar and hang out and get drunk and get high, you know, my high is from running and I enjoy exercise. I enjoy just being that high you get from running and the feel of, you know, just pushing yourself to see what, what you can do. And like you, I haven't done um, any type of real race or challenge since I think it was 2019. Um, I know it was before, you know, since COVID, you know, there haven't been really any races or anything to do. So um, I think that's probably another reason, you know, when you said, Hey, let's do this. I was like, yeah, I need something, you know, I work out, but you know, and that kind of does it, but there's nothing, that really has pushed me in the last couple of years. So um, this was definitely needed just to conquer, help conquer the body and the mind. Yes. Well, and that's why I do physical challenges is a hundred percent. I truly believe, and I love this quote that whatever the mind can believe, whatever the mind can conceive and believe the body will achieve. And so I do want to get into, we're going to talk about negative self-talk, how we got through it, the different things I did on legs. I want to hear what you did, but I also, I realized it was really important that I planned it a day in advance. There wasn't any time for like real training. I didn't have time to psych myself out. I literally sat down, mapped out when I was, what time I was going to start, what time I would end the 12 different legs. I didn't even plan loops. My very first run out, I was like, all right, well, let's see how long it takes to get to four miles. And then we literally, we just got started. So, and, and other things I want to talk about, I did this in Denver. It was kind of a weekend opportunity of weather, but I did have um, 
anywhere from the coldest was 35 degrees running to the hottest was 75 degrees. So I had that 40 degree swing, but you had it completely different. So I'd love for you to talk about kind of what was your weather and your elements like? Yeah, so I started, uh, my first run was at eight o'clock on Friday uh, p.m. I was at work, um, working, I'd been at work for four hours. Um, it was in Indiana. It was low thirties, I think. And a little bit of snow flurries, nothing major, like sticking to the rose, but it was a mix between snow flurries and some drizzle. Um, I think it was between like 10 and 15 mile an hour winds. And it got colder from there as the night went on. The wind just got worse. I think at one point it got to like 17 to 20 mile an hour winds. Um, and those kept up pretty much and until yesterday when we finished the challenge. It warmed up a little bit. The sun finally came out yesterday. Um, Saturday evening, I got back to my house in Kentucky um, and did my eight o'clock run on, 8 p.m. run on Saturday was when I started running back in Kentucky. Uh, it was cold and windy there too. So yeah. it was a lot of, cold and windiness going on for two and days. Why I think this is important to note. So we were experiencing external elements and our elements during this race challenge was weather. So you had anywhere from rain, snow, wind. I had hills, wind, extreme weather changes. And I think the whole point there is we're going to come up against challenges and obstacles in life, but the only constant we have is our mindset to get us through because I'm sure were there points that were like, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I even doing this? 100%. 100%. <laughs> How many times did you want to quit or like those early alarms to be like, nah, I'm just going to go back to bed? Um, but every time my alarm went off, I was like, this may not be the brightest thing I've ever attempted to do in my life. Yeah. But again, like you said, mindset, I got up and did it. Yeah. Because in the end, it's mindset. It's mental over physical. So you just, if you mentally tell yourself you're going to do it, your body's going to follow along. Well, and I think for me, the accountability was huge because before my first run, I literally announced on like all the different social platforms, I'm, I'm going in, I'm going to do this four by four by 48 challenge. So I had the accountability that I already shouted to the world I was doing this. So I didn't want to be a quitter. I had you waking up doing the runs with me and I didn't want to quit on you because I remember it was our third run. It was my 2 a.m. that first Saturday morning when my alarm went off at 1:45, I was in a complete brain fog. I was like, why is my alarm going off? What is even happening? Oh my gosh, I have to go run four miles. What the hell am I doing? If I didn't have you, 
because I knew you had showed up because we, we were texting each other. Are you up? Are you with me? Are you going? Are you ready? Um, if I didn't have that, I know that I would have hit, um, turned my alarm off and gone back to bed. And so I would have only made it two runs. That was my experience on that third run. Yeah, I think the first couple getting up was probably the toughest. Like getting set and being like, because, you know, like you ran four miles. Okay, well, you and I get up and run four miles. I won't say all the time because I've been running four miles like once a week for like the last year that's all i've really been doing so that just would have been like a normal day for us we ran four miles today okay no big deal we we're not really into this challenge yet so if we stop now it doesn't matter but i think after you get up a couple runs into it then you're like i'm in it now yeah and if you're a competitor, which I know you are, you know, once you get past that third run, fourth run, fifth run, you're like, oh, the shit's going down. I'm in. Yeah. I'm going to do this. I'm going to finish it. I'm going to crawl through six of these runs, but I'm going to crawl and get it done because I'm going to finish it regardless. Cause it's, you know, at some point, your mental capacity picks up and your your competitiveness kicks in and you just say i'm in it and i'm in it to win it and i'm gonna i'm going for it and here we go let's let's get it done and i would agree the four miles the distance wasn't so bad because here's the thing you can run or walk those four miles, but part of it's like, well, the faster I get this done, the longer of a break I'll have before the next one. But um, what I want to know is this is also, it was big on mental and physical fatigue because it was total sleep deprivation. I think I accounted that I slept for sure less than 10 hours over the two days. So I think it's just important to know, and, and I, I don't remember which run, run it was, but I had total fog, physical, mental fatigue, and I still persevered. And I think getting through that one, I was like, holy shit, I can do this. Yeah, I mean, you got to think about it. So you run every four hours. Your run takes about an hour, less a little bit less than an hour. We were both between the 40 and what, 45 minute mark, let's say our long runs for about 45 minutes, maybe. So now you're down to three hours of sleep and you have to relax a little bit before you fall asleep. If you took a shower, there's maybe another 20 minutes. So now you're down to two hours and 40 minutes of possible sleep. Then you got to wake up before you, you're, four hours so now you're down to two and a half hours so you're maxing in between those runs two and a half hours of sleep at night if you're just sleeping at night so i mean you're looking at that's five hours max max during the night of what a normal your normal sleeping cycle you're cutting that 
you you normally get what like 14 hours of sleep is that how much you normally sleep at night no but i am a good solid eight <laughs> i'm a good sleeper and i think that was the frustrating part i get a good eight hours i go to bed around nine read a little bit i'm zonked out by 10 up sometime between five and six so i get about eight hours every night okay but this one, you're right. So the max we could get, and even in the daytime, I, I read a couple blogs on Thursday. I read a date, um, you know, in the daytime, try to take some apps. And I tried and I couldn't sleep. And so at that point, I finally hit the wall and I was like, okay, I realize this is about sleep deprivation. I can sleep when it's over. I'm going to sleep so good Sunday afternoon, Sunday night. That's, I was just talking myself into it. Right. Yeah, I could not sleep at all Saturday afternoon because I was at work. So like Saturday morning, I ran my eight o'clock morning run, went to work, worked all day, ran my four o'clock, went home, went to dinner, ran my eight o'clock. Then I think got a couple hours of sleep before midnight did my 12 o'clock run yeah. went back to bed got up did my four o'clock went back to bed so that night i may have got like seven hours of sleep oh decent okay so i may have got a little more sleep that night but um yes yeah, sunday afternoon i was laying on the couch watching a basketball game between my 12 p.m. at 4 p.m. run. The last and run. I, yeah, my last run. I fell asleep watching the basketball game. Nice. But I was smart enough to set my alarm for 3.45 to know that if I fell asleep on the couch, that my alarm was going to go off and wake me up. So I just had enough time to put my running shoes on, put my running clothes on for my 4 o'clock run so I didn't miss my last run. I think what's also important to talk about on this is, you know, I love the saying, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? How do you complete 48 mile challenge if you're not a normal ultra runner, one step at a time, one mile at a time, one leg at a time. And so even after every run, we were texting each other pictures of like, hey, no, I really did it. I really just ran four miles. Here was my time. And then I was thinking mentally, I was like, okay, we're 25% there. We're whatever the next percentage was like 32 or 36% of the way. So each leg, and then I got home and I would check Mark off on my sheet. Okay. I did leg one. I did leg six. I, and there were 12 legs during this challenge. So it was also, I was just, I tried so hard my, to be mindful and intentional and be present. Okay. This leg. And I only focused on those four miles. And then I would, once it was done, then I would think about the next four miles. Yeah, I was doing the same thing. I had it on my phone, like in my notes on my phone, like I, like you did. I put it all, like the days and all the times I had to run. And then when I was done, I checked off that run. Yeah. So I was kind of keeping, keeping score, if you would. Well, and it's a feeling of accomplishment, right? Who doesn't love writing, creating a to-do list and checkmarking complete, done? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Makes you feel good. Yeah, you're working your way through the list. Yes. Something else I want to talk about. So, and I'll share my experience and then please share yours. Andy, I want you to know that Andy doesn't run with earbuds. He runs no music, no noise. He's just running in nature where I 
only two out of my 12 runs went with no earbuds. And that was my 2 a.m. and 6 a.m. on Sunday. I just wanted silence. I didn't want to hear. I didn't want to talk to anyone. But other times I was listening to my running playlist for when I ran my marathon. Other, um, I listened to Motiversity on YouTube, having Joe Rogan and Eric Thomas and different guys yelling in my ear about mindset and you can do this and you fall down and you get back up. And so I was doing that along with other times when I had the negative, when I was battling the negative self-talk, this is hard, I want to quit, what am I doing, why am I doing this? That's when I was putting in affirmations. And that, that was one of the runs I was like, okay, I am a lion. I am strong. I am a finisher. And I was literally just repeating that. And the whole point there was to discipline my mind. It's like having this untamed dog and trying to reel it back in. So I want to hear from you. How did you battle negative self-talk when you were experiencing it? Um, I think... I can't say I had a lot of it. There was, I think, what I say earlier when we were talking, like one of my early morning runs, like was it my 8 a.m. run or something? I said, I felt like I really, really hit me. And I was like, yeah, this. Yeah, Sunday, you, it was that you're so like, Andy was sharing that he made it 75% of the way, but it wasn't until those last three runs that he was kind of like, oh, just get through it. Yeah, it was like my 8 a.m. run on Sunday. I was running and it, for some reason. It just hit me and I was like, this is just stupid. Why am I doing this? which is typically my thought in most endurance races I do. There's a point in every race that I do when, you know, you hit a halfway point, three-quarter point of the way done, you know, in a marathon, in an Ironman. Apparently in this challenge, it hits me and I'm like, this is dumb. Why am I doing this? And then the next moment it's, it's because you can. You can do this. And your mental capacity has to be stronger than your physical will. Yes. For you to just mentally tell yourself that you mentally can do it because your mental state of mind is stronger than your body and it will power your body to push yourself through the finish line. And then the next two runs, I was like, yeah, this isn't that bad. I can do this. We, I got it now. It's, it's just you hit a wall, and there's a wall. And if you can talk yourself through that wall you hit, you can get through it. And it's just it's you just mentally got to be tough enough to do But let's talk about that wall because we're not literally only talking about running. This is a metaphor for life. When you come up – against a challenge, an obstacle, when things get hard, it is easy to want to quit and go back to your comfort zone. But for me, this was about, you have to master your body telling you, no, I don't want to, it's too hard. I'll do it tomorrow or start next week. I'm not capable. So we all hit those hard, those walls in life. And that's why the mindset is so important to talk yourself back into it, to say, no, we're doing this, to keep going, right? 
Oh yeah. Life is full of just shitty situations and stuff in life that you just don't want to deal with. And that's so easy to just stay in that comfort zone and to knock it out of the comfort as you like to say. Um, You know, there's a lot of shit in life that people don't want to deal with and find comfort can just say, you know, I'm, I'm okay here. Uh, I'm okay there. Um, you know, my job's fine. This'll do. Um, my relationship's fine. It'll do. I can live with this. I can live with that. But if it's not floating your boat, you know, shit's going to sink and it's not going to, it's not going to fill your cup up, then you mentally got to prepare yourself, mentally push yourself through that and get your mind right. You can work through it and just conquer whatever problem there is in your life and just it's not comfortable i mean this run wasn't comfortable other shit in life is way more uncomfortable right now than this run and you know you just if you set your mind right you're you can get through whatever it is it could be the slightest, slightest gleam of hope. And if you just, that's all you got to hold on to. Just hold on to that slightest gleam of hope and use that as your positive mental outlook and your bright spot and just hold on to that. And mentally, that will help push you through and you'll just get mentally stronger and stronger. And each day that will just help you propel yourself. It's all about mindset. I have to share, this takes me back to, I had like this visual um, flashback. One of my hardest runs was Saturday afternoon. It was really windy. It was 75 degrees. So the sun's beating on me. It's fucking windy. I am tired. I am over it. And how I got through that one, it it was definitely some stop and go. But I literally, I just was like, okay, get to the next stop sign get to the next street, get to the next intersection. And that was my only focus. And that's when I really realized is, you know, to keep going, to, to set those small measurable tasks, goals for me, it was a stop sign or get Heather one more block, one more block. And then you can walk a little bit, one more block, get to that truck, get to that. And so it is just this, it, I think for me, ultimately my biggest takeaway is I had to dig deep it came to pure will and determination to finish and really that mental self-discipline. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what it takes. It's sometimes you just gotta be like, Hey, there's a tree up there. I'm going to run to that tree. And when I make it that tree, you make it a tree. And then you're like, that wasn't that bad. Oh, look, a mailbox. Oh, I'm going to run to that mailbox. Oh, there's a piece of garbage on the street. I'm going to run to that piece of garbage lying there. 
And then next thing you know, you're at four miles and you're like, that wasn't near as bad as I thought it was going to be. Right. Because your mind wants to tell you, your body wants to tell you that it can't do it. But your mind, if you dig deep enough in your mind, your mind can get it done. It's in there. You just have to find it. You have to train it and dig deep inside there and know that you're tough enough to do it. Mentally, you're tough enough to do it. And you just have to, it's, it's in there. It's in everybody. It's just a, it's if they want to explore it and if they want to find it. Yeah. Something else I love that Goggins shares in his book, Can't Hurt Me, is about the cookie jar. And what he says is that we're all only showing up 40% of our capacity, what we're capable of doing. And I, that did hit me on one of the runs. And so, you know, if that's true, if we're only showing up 40% of what we're actually capable of, I want to invite the listeners to think of one thing to challenge yourself, to get yourself out of your comfort zone, to push yourself. Maybe that's to go run a 5k. Maybe it's to write your first blog. Maybe it's to, you know, whatever your thing may be. But when you push yourself out of the comfort zone, I think what we've experienced is number one, oh, it wasn't that bad. Number two, you build this confidence and, and this new mindset of, holy shit, if I can do that, what else can I do? And so for me, it is, it's not so much about up leveling, but just realizing that I don't want mediocrity and I'm done playing small. Yeah, absolutely. I think anybody and everybody has it in them, you know, go open a cookie jar. Like David says, you know, go get a cookie out of it. You'll be, you'll be amazed what you can pull off if you get outside your comfort zone. Life is, life is full of adventure and amazement. If you want to try and, you know, just get outside of your comfort zone, there's so much that you can do if you just mentally put your mind to it. So now I'm going to share with you, I think my key takeaways from this challenge, and then I want to hear yours. So my key takeaways were accountability is huge. So if I didn't have you doing that with me virtually, and had I not announced it to the world, um, it's easy to, to talk yourself out of things. So accountability was big for me. Number two was I kept it really freaking simple. Um, I stayed home. I made that list. I, I had nutrition and hydration things on the counter. And I just, I, you know, I, I stayed present as well. And so I think the final takeaway for me is that if I can run 48 miles in, well, it was actually less than 48 hours, then what, what can't I do? So I want to hear from you. What were your takeaways from the race and would you do it again? Um, it was about 45 hours. I think we completed it. Yep. So props on that. We definitely kicked a spot. Uh, would I do it again? 
only somebody challenged me to do it because I don't normally turn down challenges. Um, there's nothing wrong with a good challenge. Not anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. Not going to do it tomorrow. I can tell you that. Um, my takeaways from it, what did I learn from it? Um, physically hurts, hurts a lot physically, but I'm still mentally tough. Yeah. And the mental game is huge. And mentally, I feel like I keep saying mentally on everything, but in the long run, mentally, your mental toughness will get you through it. And it got me through it again, as it does most endurance challenges that I do in my life. And most other things in life that are hard in life, your mental capacity and mindset will get you through it. So I think just, it was a good test for the mental part of life. So thanks for the challenge because it definitely was something I needed. So I will concur. Cause I don't think we, we didn't talk a lot about the pain and even, I mean, I was diligent rolling out. I had my massage gun taking Epsom salt baths. I was taking Advil stretching. And I had, I mean, it is pain. And even today I can walk downstairs, thank goodness, but I still have really bad knee pain, but I also talked myself out of that too. I mean, there were runs where I was just every step hurt, but I was telling myself pain is temporary. This is temporary. And again, I think it is that whole, your inner dialogue and your self-talk will get you through any challenge and obstacle if you choose. Yeah, I, the pain sucked. My right knee's worse than my left knee. And during the runs, I could feel like my right knee catching. Like I could, you could almost hear, like it, some steps I could hear like the crunching in my knee. And then my left knee started hurting. And then my left foot started hurting. And today, when I got out of bed, I almost hit the ground because when I put weight on my left knee, it didn't like it. And so my left knee, foot, my arch of my left foot hurts. So yeah, there's a lot of pain that goes along with it. Um, of course, you and I had talked earlier, neither one of us has really put a lot of miles in lately. So someone who's put more miles in may not hurt as bad. But we both work out daily. Yeah. We're in the gym daily. So, you know, that helps out someone who's been sitting on the couch and is going to say, oh, I'm going to go do this challenge. I would advise some moderation and do running before putting in this challenge. But yeah, it's it's going to beat you up for sure. But it's possible. And so if we haven't talked you out of it yet, if anybody is looking into doing the four by four by 48 or even shoot, go run, you know, a 5K, 
5K, 10K, half marathon, whatever it may be to challenge yourself. I think, um, you know, the, the mind game is the most important part of all of this because you can do anything you put your mind to. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can do it for sure. Well, That's Andy, uh, thank you for joining me and doing it virtually because I totally would give you a high five in person. But I truly, I appreciate, thank you for joining me on this journey, all 48 miles, going through the discomfort and saying yes. Yeah, not a problem. It was the most I can say it was enjoyable. It was enjoyable. It had all the pain and it was enjoyable. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. I'd love it if you could leave a review and remember to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. If you haven't yet, connect with me on the social platforms. You can add me on Instagram at heather.hakes and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'll catch you on the next episode.